Welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, a show about everything e-commerce and digital business. The aim is simple, to help you thrive online. And now, your host, Matt Edmondson. Welcome, my fellow e-commerce entrepreneurs. My name is Matt, and this show is for those of us curious about e-commerce and want to know how to get better at doing digital business. That's right. This is episode number five of the Curiosity Podcast. It is great to have you joining us today. And in today's show, I'm going to talk to you all about the power of niche. That's right. Figuring out your niche, niche marketing, niche products, niche. We just like this word niche. And we're going to get into that in today's show. Now, the notes um, along with the transcript are going to be at my website, metedmondson.com. And you can head on over to that to search out episode five on the podcast. And you'll be able to download all the goodies from today's show on the website. And also while you're there, check out the tab where it says the Colab project. If you haven't heard about this project, it's this crazy idea I've got to set up around 100 new e-commerce websites. And to do that, I need some great partners, some great entrepreneurs to work with like you who have got some great ideas, some great products, but maybe just need a little bit of help or a little bit of um, expertise in the area of e-commerce. Someone to come and work alongside you. Well, that's what we're doing in the CoLab project. If that sounds fun, if that sounds interesting, make sure you check it out at my website. Now, this show is sponsored by the amazing Curious Digital, uh, a fabulous e-commerce company that create experience-based e-commerce websites using a platform called Curious Digital. It is an amazing platform. It's what I use on my own e-commerce businesses, and it is just brilliant. So if you are looking for a new e-commerce platform, make sure you check it out at Curious.Digital. That's Curious with a K. Not with a C. Curiously, it's spelled with a K. Uh, Curious.digital. Make sure you check it out. Okay, so let's jump into this. Now, I want to talk to you about niching today uh, and especially around products. Okay, now this is anticipation of a new course that we are going to be launching uh, real, real soon on the Matt Edmondson website. And the course is called the Jam Jar Product Funnel. It is basically answering the question, how do I go and find high-demanding, high-converting products to sell on my website, right? Uh, I've come across a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs in my time, especially in doing the reviews and the coaching calls that we do, who are struggling to sell products online, and they've got a website full of products that no one is buying. And we want to deal with that in this course, right? The Jam Jar Product Funnel. So I want to do a um, a couple of podcasts which are going to complement that course, which is going to help you find some amazing products, right? And uh, the first, the first, the very first area I think we should cover in this is this whole idea of niching, right? Now, let me explain to you a typical journey which I see when it comes to finding products, okay, or sourcing products to sell on your e-commerce website. Typically, what a lot of people do is they'll go, right, I'm going to set up an e-commerce business. Let me go to AliExpress or Alibaba. Let me go find a product that is super cheap that I can buy from China. And I'm going to put it on my new Shopify site. And then I'm going to use something like Facebook marketing to go and drum up traffic to go to my site. Uh, and I'm doubling my money on everything I sell on my website. So that's going to be great. 
uh, and I'm going to win out and make a shed load of cash, right? Sound familiar? Uh, well, I come across it so many times. Let me tell you, it's not even funny. But uh, there is a common problem amongst all of these websites, and that is this. They simply don't sell the products, okay? Why is this the case? Well, number one, you bet your bottom dollar that the product that you're selling on your website, there are 20,000 other websites selling that product. So it is super, super competitive, okay? The other problem you've got, which people rarely think about, is actually my website is pretty dull and boring. It's just a, even if it's got a nice design, you know, like you've bought a nice Shopify theme, the pictures are just dull, the pictures are just boring, and the products are dull, the products are boring, uh, and it just doesn't inspire people to buy. So you suffer from no sales, right? And another thing which I find quite fascinating, especially in this modern day and world, is I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not against people buying products on AliExpress and selling them um, at all because I, th- I think if you can find great products, it, as long as you, you know, you're, you're happy with where you're buying them from, great, go for it. But one of the things that we really struggle with in terms of bringing products out of China is transparency, right? So um, how do we know this product was produced in a fair trade manner, for example, or in an ethical manner or in an organic manner? So there's a lot of these questions that people are asking now, especially in the age where plastic is not popular. Um, you know, we want transparency. We want environmentally friendly. We think it's, it makes an awful lot of sense to have that. And so if you're bringing products out of China with no known history, there's a lot of people that won't buy those now. Okay, so how do we resolve a lot of these key issues? Well, the first thing I do when I come across these kind of websites in coaching calls um, is I will say to them, listen, first and foremost, we've got to figure out what your niche is going to be, right? So that's what we want to talk about today, niche. So, and the reason I say this is because quite often when I look at these sites, and you'll have seen them too, right? Just picture it in your mind. It's the website that tries to sell you everything. And I mean everything. It's like they're trying to be Amazon. You know, they've taken every product off Ali. Uh, express and put it on their website so customers are confused they don't know what to buy there's too much choice um it it's 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 a bit crazy really now here's the rule it's okay for amazon it's really not okay for you i don't know why i went high pitched there i just did uh, but it really isn't okay right just just remember this so the rule the first rule um to selling products online to getting great products is niche it down what's the niche that you're going to work in. So for example, um, I'm just after this recording, I'm heading off to the gym, I'm going to go do a workout. Uh, So um, I could think, well, you know what, I buy products, why don't I just go to AliExpress and do a load of fitness products? Well, that's better than doing, um, you know, say, sportswear, clothing, watches, jewelry, all on the same site. I'm starting to niche it down and my website has started to get a bit of an identity around fitness. But you've got to remember, right, that fitness in itself is a huge, I mean, huge market. Okay. And so I'm going to be competing with some very big boys, some very well-known brands. So could I niche it down further? For example, the type of fitness that I like to do is called CrossFit. And don't worry, I'm not one of those CrossFitters, but I do like CrossFit. It's a good way for me to keep engaged and to keep fit, right? So I could do something around CrossFit or we've, 
you know, we've had the Cricket World Cup recently. I could do something around cricket if cricket was my sport or the Netball World Cup. Do you know what I mean? I could even take it further. I could, for example, say, well, I could niche this down further and say, well, I am currently at the time of recording in my mid 40s. So I could look at, say, fitness and CrossFit for those who are 40 plus and who are busy at work. Right. So I've niched it down even further and I can pinpoint a, a much tighter audience, right? But why Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to niche it down? Why would I not want to try and sell all the products and give lots of choice? Well, there's a number of reasons for this. The first one is I think it's easy to know what you stand for and what your site is about. Okay, so if you think about customers coming to your website if you are trying to sell every single product under the sun, it's very difficult for the customer to come to your site knowing who you are and what you're about. Whereas if they came to my website, that is, you know, CrossFit for 40 plus people who are busy working crazy hours as an entrepreneur, you instantly know, is this site for me? Yes or no, right? It answers that question. So anybody who stays on that website is going to be highly qualified and highly motivated traffic, right? It kind of identifies who they are. Remember, there's this key question that has been around since the dawn of copywriting, the WIFM question, what is in it for me? And we have to be able to communicate that very, very quickly, like within a matter of microseconds to our, our website visitors. And so if I'm doing a website that is focused uh, for fitness, for those in their 40s, for example, and who are entrepreneurs, well, they're going to very quickly know in a second of whether this site is for them or not, right? We're answering that question really, really quick, quickly. So with them, what's in it for me is such a key question. Now, I don't know if you've heard uh, the phrase, the jack of all trades, but the master of none. It is a very true phrase when it applies to a lot of these kind of websites that aren't niche down. Um, they're kind of they're trying to be a jack of all trades, but the master of none. And the power of niching is actually it makes you a master of something, and it helps you to create great content, right? So, let's say for example, I did a general fitness website. Well, I could just put a load of products on there and hope people buy them. But if I did a site, CrossFit site for those in their forties who are busy entrepreneurs, for example, I could do some really great content around there. I could throw some vlogs on the website. I could do some nice blog posts. I could do some great photos from my home gym. I could do some, you know, like testimonials of products which have really helped me. I'm starting to create some really, really great content, which leads me nicely onto the next point. Right, you can niche down into a passion area. So why niching? You can actually niche into something that you are passionate about which means that not only are you going to have great content, but you are more than likely going to curate amazing products, right? So if someone's on my website and they think, man, this guy really knows what he's talking about when it comes to fitness in their 40s, um, so that he's going to trust or she's going to trust the products that are on my website are actually going to be helpful for them, right? I've curated some great products and that's the power of niching especially niching around a passion if people can pick up on that and uh, and understand that and vibe with that man they're going to trust your product choices let me tell you and the fourth area or the fourth reason why I think you want to niche it down which I think is well it's one of those things that people don't often talk about but it's actually abundantly obvious when you think about it is it is much easier for you to find the right target audience. 
Okay, so if I'm selling fitness products, general fitness products, for example, man, there is such a massive pool of people that I can go and fish in. I'm going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to pull those people into my site and not really going to sell any products because it is too big. I'm fishing in too big a pond. Um, It makes no sense. I don't know where I'm going or what it is that I'm trying to do. But if I can niche it down, I can deliberately target people who like CrossFit, who are 40 plus and who are entrepreneurs or business people, right? There aren't that many people trying to advertise or target to that niche. So it's much easier for me to find and, and, which is, you know, important, it is way, way cheaper uh, for me to go and advertise to them. So if I take my um, Jersey Beauty Company website, for example, we don't do pay-per-click advertising around general keywords like beauty, or even moisturizers. Do you know what I mean? We just we don't do it because there's too many people competing for those keywords under an advertising sense. There's too many people trying to sell general moisturizers. So we niche it down. So um, we would go after people who are searching for moisturizers and who are in a certain age bracket and who like certain things, uh, certain brands, for example. We might go and target them and do landing pages specifically for them and that is a lot cheaper and a lot less competitive okay so niching it down can give you uh it it makes it easy number one it makes it easy for your customers to know what you stand for right and what the site is about number two um don't be the jack of all trades and master of none when you niche it down you become the master of something and you produce great content number three if you niche around a passion, you're going to create, curate, <laughs> that's difficult to sell, you're going to curate uh, great products. Uh, and number four, it is going to be easier and cheaper to find your target audience using paid media. Okay, so that's why you want to do it. So how do you go ahead and find a niche, right? This is all very good. And you're like, this is great, Matt. I'm going to set up my e-commerce business or it's kind of explaining why your e-commerce business isn't working. How do I find my niche? Well, for me, uh, you can niche around a hobby or a passion. Like I said, um, you know, uh, that I think helps bring out great content for your website and curates great products. Um, So you can certainly niche around a hobby or a passion. I would look to do niche sites around, say, woodworking. I like woodworking and joinery. It's just a great way for me to relax that doesn't involve a computer screen. But conversely, you know, e-commerce is a niche um, and helping people get better online and setting up their e-commerce businesses is quite niche, right? So they're two different niches that I can exploit. Uh, Number two, you can niche around an opportunity, okay? And this is is quite an interesting one, you know. How do you you see what opportunities are out there um, and you can niche around those ideas right uh for example um jersey beauty company was around an opportunity we we saw an opportunity to sell beauty products online from jersey um and jersey at the time had some real big tax advantages so brilliant you know we took we made the we made the most of that Uh, you can number three niche around a trend now what i mean by a trend is take summer it's summertime now right Um, And so you look on Google Trends and there are all kinds of trends around summertime. So summer vacations, summer holidays, summer clothing, uh, what to do at the beach during the journey. And there's all these kind of trends which are happening 
uh, online right now. And I could create an e-commerce site that is niched around one of those areas, fully understanding that this niche is very, very seasonal. So if I'm going to do something around summer, I better be thinking what I'm also going to do around winter. Um, so, I mean, that's the danger of seasoning, uh, niching around trends is they do come and go and they do go up and down and you do need to be aware of the cycles. But it is super, super possible to do and you can generally make quite a bit of cash doing it uh, online. The fourth area is to niche around an existing product, uh, which again is where, so Jersey had an opportunity because it had the VAT advantage, uh, but we could also niche around an existing product, something that we already were selling um, and something that we knew a lot about, uh, a, you know, a brand of beauty products. We knew about that brand. We knew what they stood for. Uh, we knew what those products were all about. So let's whack them online. Okay. Now, whatever you do, remember rule number one, niche your site uh, and then go away and find the best possible products for that niche, right? And create amazing content around those products and you will do well. When you try and uh, sort of skip that formula, for want of a better expression, when you try and become the, uh, the jack of all trades and the master of none, and you just want an easy life, and you're not really willing to put in the hard work, do you know what I mean by that? It's like it's easy to go and get products from AliExpress, copy and paste onto your website, and it's a lot easier to do that than it is to put in the work, to find the needs, to research the products to put some great content out there around the products. But you know what? You've got to do that if you want to win in the current world of e-commerce. I know and you know there are the odd stories out there of people who haven't done that. Um, but that's not the rule. It's not the law. You've got to go out there and create a site that people love to be on. Uh, that customers want to refer to their friends. They learn a lot when they're there. They feel great. They like you. They like what you stand for, and they feel like you give them great value. Okay, so niche your site down. Find the best products in that niche, um, and then make sure you create some great content around those products. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about in this week's show. In next week's show, we're going to look at this whole idea of research. So how do we research the great products in my niche mat that's a good question that's what we're going to cover in next week's show so make sure you subscribe to the show uh, wherever you get your podcast it's free which is awesome and uh, the show is full of great stuff about how to set up and run and grow your own e-commerce business so do make sure you subscribe and keep up to date and if you could do me a favor because it is a new podcast it is a new show I would love it. Uh, if you're enjoying it, just give me a quick review. Five-star reviews are good. Definitely leave those if you can. That would be awesome, especially on iTunes, you know, uh, where this is, uh, where main, people mainly get their, their podcasts from. It would really, really help me out. Definitely connect with me on social media. If Instagram's your thing, <laughs> if Instagram's your thing, definitely check me out on Instagram. I'm loving Instagram right now. Just search Matt Edmondson and hopefully I should pop up. And like I say, all of the notes from today's episode um, and links to Curious Digital, more information about the CoLab project, all of that sort of stuff is on my website at mattedmondson.com. All that's left for me to say is thanks for listening, my fellow e-commerce entrepreneur, and I'll be back soon uh, with some more help and advice on e-commerce. So until next time, have a great day. You've been listening to the Curiosity Podcast with Matt Edmondson. Subscribe and join us next time as we carry on conversations about all things e-commerce and digital business.